And I, I want to speak about that key, the key to the harvest. And it is revelation. And I'm just going to hit a couple scriptures with you tonight. And, and really, I, I, I beg that the, that the Spirit of God today, I begged, Lord, would you let people, would you open everyone's eyes? Would you open our eyes to a greater degree? Because I'm, I'm asking that for myself daily. Like when the Lord touched me, I had a, a powerful encounter with the Lord uh, years ago. And, and these two books, actually Ephesians and Colossians, were opened up to me massively because the Lord wants revelation. He wants revelation. You cannot understand the things of the Spirit without revelation. You can't understand it in your natural mind. You cannot understand it with reasoning, natural reasoning. And so just go to Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to, you've read this scripture a thousand times, it's been preached on, you've heard it preached on a billion times, I've, I've read it so many times in my own life, and I'm going to just speak on some things out of this again, and then I want you to put your thumb on there, and then go to Colossians chapter 1. So we'll be in Ephesians 1.15, we'll start there, and then we'll be in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. And I'm just going to read through these portions of Scripture. It's almost, it's, it's the Apostle Paul speaking the same thing to a different church, really. And every time you bring a message, like if I bring this message today, if I go down to Baltimore this week, I may bring the same thing, but it'll come out differently. Amen? But the same revelations on it, but the Holy Spirit coins it and gives it its own, uh, it, its fashion for the people that, are, that he's speaking to. And so I just want to just read through these, and then we'll hit a couple points, and then I'll let you go. Maybe not before I pray for you again, but okay, Ephesians 1 and 15 says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. So this was the apostolic intercession for the church of Ephesus. And, it, and it, it continues to echo all the way through the ages to us here in Kingston, New Hampshire tonight, right? It says this, Do not cease giving thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. For the eyes, excuse me, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory of the inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power." right, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and in, in every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. He put all things under his feet and gave, gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 says, For this reason I also, since this day, <clears throat> since the day we heard it, did not cease to what? Pray for you. 
So there's, there's this echo of a prayer that goes throughout Scripture daily. As soon as you open your book, this prayer can come to you every day. And, and if we come into alignment and agreement with it, here's what he's going to say. Ready? Do not cease to pray for you and ask for you that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and in spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. That you may walk, what? Worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in, what? The knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, with all patience, long-suffering, and joy. See, these are key things. Giving thanks to the Father who qualified us, ready? God already qualified you to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. And so I, these two things I just felt like were key to unlocking some things. And I, and I, I just want to just pray before we open up. Father, I just thank you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, knowing you in a brand new way, God. And so we thank you, Father, for everything you've done in our past, bringing us to this point. But God, I ask that you open the eyes of our hearts. I ask that you shut every mouth that is accusing against the saints. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you'd open our eyes, that we would see and know in a fresh way what it looks like to be in deep, deep relationship with you, to be in deep, deep covenant with one another, to be in deep places that we never thought we could go, but you're able to do it. And so we sit in this place and thank you, Father, that you're opening this up. And we thank you, Father. We ask for your covenant light to come upon our eyes right now. We ask for those things that we don't understand, for you to help us to understand. And we thank you that you're bringing us to a, a closer place in the spirit with you. And so remember this, that the Lord is spirit. He is spirit. He is not a spirit, but he is spirit, and he lives inside of you. And so I just want you to see that there are a few things that I'm going to speak about God unlocking tonight. And the Lord wants to unlock, first of all, our intimacy and our lifestyle with him. And this is something I continue to, to, to herald and I can continue to declare in this house. And because, because it, is the, it is the most important thing. It is the most important thing. You cannot forget about it. You can't even get enough understanding about intimacy with God. You cannot even fathom how big and how huge he is. When we come to the end of ourselves, then we come into a new light of what he's going to look like in the days ahead. And so I just want to encourage you. God is wanting to unlock intimacy, experiencing him in a deep deep relationship. I'm, I just have to say that. A deep, deep relationship with the Father of glory. And in him is everything. See, we, we won't miss a thing. And this is all unto, can I just say this about the harvest? Let's just picture the harvest, harvest for a moment that it's not ours. <laughs> because it's not. We were so, our American Christianity gets us all so like programmed to what's, what's in it for me? And what's in it for you is you get to share in an inheritance with the Lord Jesus in the, in the incoming of the, of the gathering of all the things that are coming to, to, to the kingdom in this hour. And the reality is he's wanting to pull us in that. And the Father of glory, may he give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
So the Lord has made it available for every person. And I want to just speak about intimacy for a minute because intimacy here is being a partner, being participating in a relationship with the Lord. That means that he's not some ghost someplace that we think we know about or we're trying to understand. He is, the re he is a real person. And the, and, and the Holy Spirit's a real person. And, and the Lord Jesus, obviously, he came to the earth in the flesh. But we, we, we have this conception of the three being, you know, maybe three different things. But I, I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting to open up our eyes so that we will see the Father and all his glory and what he's doing in this hour. He will open that up to us and he will reveal the harvest in everything he does. I'm telling you, it's about saving the earth and breaking corruption and about breaking the things that we've, we've been stuck in and the mindsets we've been in. And he wants to loosen people from captivity. And so... In the New Testament, we see it's, it's, it's a personal relationship. In the Old Testament, the word for intimacy is know, or the word for knowledge or the knowing of God is speaking of Adam knew Eve. So something must be birthed. Something must be impregnated in your spirit when you become engaged with God in such a way that you cannot leave the prayer room without something being birthed inside of you. And the, and the Holy Spirit is trying, wooing the church in this hour to come to a, a new place of, of understanding. And when we come into that place, listen, he is awesome. He is everything. He is so incredible. And he wants you to know him in that way. But I'm telling you, you sh the Lord is not wanting us to leave our places of prayer. He's not wanting us to leave a service ready together because there is a... a a corporate, there is a collective, there is a, something that he wants to do in the body together as well as every day to you, in you, in your life. But there is something special that the collective thing is about to re be released on the earth. And I'm telling you, the, the, the enemy is trying to sever and trying to break relationships. He's trying to bust up stuff because of wh whatever. You, you can pull up any excuse. It can be accusation. It can be, uh, it could be whatever you want to say. But I, I truly feel like the Holy Spirit in this hour is trying just as much to pull the church together, that there would be a remnant that would rise together and there would be a, a collective of, of people that would rise together in, in unity in the spirit because we're knowing the Lord in a greater capacity even together is that possible and because we were talking uh, last night that sometimes you come in and engage people you know them by the spirit first you don't even know them like what they like or what they what they prefer you don't even know that but sometimes you just know how people come together because it's by the spirit of God and when the spirit draws you together there's something deeper that happens and so the Spirit of God is trying to draw the church together in this way. Because sometimes you're, we're walking with people that we, we don't connect with. Sometimes God's trying to, you know, rearrange things, and that's okay. Sometimes it's just this movement. Sometimes God's moving people in and out, and that happens sometimes, and, and we can't help that. But the, we, He wants us to live in a whole relationship with Him. And that means you're, 
we're coming in and we, we allow him to come and we allow his presence to come and we allow the transformation and the power of God to change us on the inside. Why? So that I can be all polished up and sit and wait for something to happen? No. He's getting you ready to thrust you into the harvest. As a matter of fact, you don't even need to be qualified to jump into the harvest. You just need to open your mouth. You just need to use what's inside of you, and the little that he uses inside of you will, will explode as you begin to step out and step into what the Lord has. And that's where we come into this discomfort place, right? When I'm asking for testimonies, believe me, I'm going to ask every week now. Because everyone should be testifying of something. It shouldn't just be, we gather here, you listen to me, you listen to the worship, and you leave. And I know we do a lot more than that. I'm not dumbing it down, but I do feel like God wants to stir you up. He wants to stir you up. So God's doing something. Think about what he's doing during the week. Think about how he's speaking. Think about the intimacy that he's pulling you into. Because I, I can tell you this. The Lord himself wants to encounter you in such a way that you come into a new understanding and revelation of who he is. I mean, there's just a divine encounter that the Lord, he's waiting for you at home. <laughs> I mean, he's with us here, but he's waiting for you at home. And, and the reality is he wants you to come into this deep, deep relationship. And deep does call unto deep. But he wants this so that you, are, you come into this beautiful identity of who you are. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how much he wants you to know what he thinks about you, what his heart is for you, what he's called you to do. Because as we, as we come into this place of covenant and as we come into this place of intimacy and, and the Lord is, is always, you know, just knocking on the door. He's calling you to come in. And he, it's always a matter of whether we're going to step in or not. And so he's trying to get us to understand this place of sonship, of our identity, of living as sons and daughters in the kingdom. How many know, how many need a, a, an injection on that? Come on. No one. Just me. Okay. I need it. Like tonight, I'm like, God, I need more. I need to understand our calling greater. I need to understand what... what you know, where you're putting me, what does it look like? Everyone in this room needs an injection of identity into their lives. And, and I'm telling you, this is why we're to know the Lord in a greater capacity. Because you cannot understand what he has for you until you know who he is, until he knows, well, he knows the innermost parts of you. But until he begins to get in and begins to speak to those things inside of you. Because there's old neurons, come on, there's old nerve movement in your brain that doesn't understand what God's called you to do. And it's trying to keep you in the same route that you've been for 20 years 30 years and it wants to move you out of that so that you can take the capacity of what God has in this hour so that you can walk in it and so that comes with identity and through that when you know who you are ready here's the other part of knowing getting the knowledge and understanding and intimacy with the Lord the other part of that is we step into this beautiful authority in Christ because nothing should make you afraid If they stormtroop storm into your house or, or, or whatever, there's nothing that should make you afraid. 
I'm saying they, whoever they are. You know? I'm just saying, you understand that authority in your life, nothing can shake you from where God wants to bring you. Not man's opinion, and, and we do it all the time in, in church. We kind of place boxes on people. That's why probably the younger generation is not too keen about coming into, into a church building because we want, to, we want to already put labels on everybody. And God wants to flow through people, and he doesn't want you to be pigeonholed into some little corner on what you're supposed to look like, what the expression of God is in your life. Do you understand that? And so that's where authority comes in because you have confidence in knowing who God made you to be and who he desires you to become. And, so, you know, everyone in this room has not become the fullness of what God has called them to, me included, that, that I want to see everyone in this room step into the fullness of that which he's called you to. And so intimacy is, is a key to unlock where God wants to bring you. It comes by the spirit of revelation. And I'm talking about this, but the revelation is unto the harvest. You'll see it in a minute. But there's, there's you know, the Isaiah 11:2, the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of the Lord is, shall be upon you. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. Call, uh, the spirit of counsel and might. And the knowledge of the fear of the Lord. And so all those things in Isaiah 11, 1 and 2 are the things that the Lord wants to drop onto your life so that you walk in that and you encounter that in such a profound way that it, it's not for you. It's not for you. It's for the rest of the world. It's for your family. It's for those who you come in contact with every day. It's for those who you're bantering with on Facebook. <laughs> come on. But the Lord wants to, uh, he, so in knowing who we are, in understanding your identity, and in knowing your authority, God wants to unlock the wisdom and understanding so that you understand and know the hope of, ready? The key word is his calling. And know the destiny on your life. You know the, uh, you understand that his calling and it's his inheritance. Because when we understand who he's created us to be, you, you, all you have inside of you is Jesus. <laughs> Come on, prophesy to your neighbor. All you have inside of you is Jesus. Yeah, God's given you this frame. He's given you this personality. You know, he's created you fearfully and wonderfully made, and, and he has a specific thing for you, but Jesus on the inside of you causes that very thing to shine to its greatest potential. And so the... The truth is, he wants you to live in that place that the eyes of your eyes, the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the glory, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And he says it again, ready, in Colossians 9 and 10. For the reason, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, did not cease to pray for you. And to ask you that, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of Him, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Why? So that I can walk worthy and fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. So, what does that mean? That doesn't mean I have to do good works to get God's favor. Hello. 
It means that I walk in who he created me to be because my eyes are understanding that who I've been created, made to be looks just like him. It's the expression of Jesus on the earth coming through you. It should be the, the very expression of who, what he's done inside of you, beginning to burn inside of you and come outside of you. And there's no longer time. So God, it's actually the word is open the eyes of the heart. Come on, I'd sing a song, but I'm not going to. Open the eyes of my heart. Here's the thing. We know that the Lord wants to open your heart so you can see. It doesn't come by any other way. It comes by revelatory ways and because the heart's open. So the, it, it comes through revelation because your heart is wide open to what he wants to do. And so I'm going to pray. Ready? Raise your hands because that's something you want to receive right now. Father, we just ask that you open the eyes of our hearts right now. Lord, that we would come into this place. We would, be, we would see. We would understand and we would know, Father. We begin to understand and know. That we begin to get knowledge and wisdom and favor and understanding by the things you begin to open up in our lives. So we receive it now. We receive it. I open the eyes of my heart right now. Lord, I ask you to just do it. And then when I ask, you do it. Because you, we're asking you, so you just do it. And so it's, it's your will to open the eyes of my heart. And you're going to declare this. My reasoning and thinking will be filled with light and illumination that comes from heaven. That's what you want. Yeah, because here's the deal. If it comes from another way or another source, it's darkened. It's dimmed. You don't have full understanding. You don't have full knowledge. And the Lord wants to pull you into that. And so our primary reason for being connected in a deep, deep uh, in a deep, I'm telling you, God is not looking. We could have knowledge and our relationship be that, that deep with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't care how much Bible knowledge. There's plenty of people that have wrote, written books on theology that had probably, I'm judging. I'm just saying it happens all the time. People have plenty of knowledge and they can be brilliant, but their, their relationship capacity is only that thick. And God is calling you to a deep, calls unto deep place where you live from. And that's our primary, our primary reason for living is to engage with God. But it doesn't stop there. Because when I come into that place, God wants to point me to where I've been called to. Do you understand? So God ignites something in your heart. Because what did I say before? When you come into the knowledge, when you come into the knowing, he births something. And if he's not birthing something, you, le you left it go someplace else. You left it. And the Lord doesn't want us to carry things partial term. He wants us to carry the thing full term. He wants us to carry that and then have twins. <laughs> then he wants us to carry that and probably have triplets. Come on, he wants multiplication in your life because he doesn't want you to live in this place of barrenness. And so what happens when we come into the knowing and the knowledge of heaven and the knowledge of the Lord, the beautiful knowledge of him, one gaze, one focus on the Lord Jesus, he births something inside of us by the Holy Spirit that will drive us to a place. 
And the place is your destiny. The place is your inheritance. But guess what? It, it's his inheritance. It's his destiny. It's his calling. And so there, humanity is incomplete without purpose. Now, I can soak in Jesus every day. I can soak with the Lord all the time. And that is, that is the ultimate thing. The one thing is him. But I don't think that God, God did not create Adam to just sit. He created Adam to create and give names and to, 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 to care for the garden and to tend to the things. So everyone in this place is called to tend to something. Everyone in this place is called to tend to something. And God has put place that I'm, uh, can I, I'm just going to, I'm believing that God is raising up an apostolic call inside of you. I'm believing he's raising up a prophetic call inside of you. I'm believing he's raising up an evangelist inside of you. I'm believing he's raising up a teacher inside of you. Do you understand when, when the Lord does things, he begins to, all those are the gifts, but then he's got the other things that as, as like I said, we were with 44 people. Most of them were from the marketplace. They were going into the marketplace, and they're, they're winning souls, and they're making lots of money. That's a good deal. You know, and they're just being light where they've been called. And this is what the Lord has for you. And the idea is that we step into the fullness of our calling because we come into this beautiful knowledge and understanding of who he is. And I, all of a sudden, the inside of me is lit up to know who I am and who I was created, who I've been created to be, and who and what I've been created to do. See, there is a do on the other side of the gospel. Because we have, God, you, you can't sit and not say anything. When you're on fire, when you're birthed in fire, fire comes out and you begin to speak things to people because you're lit up inside. Get the shirt. I know, most of people have it. It's a hot item. But we are, a we are, we are called to a collective calling. And this is where the Holy Spirit wants to reveal that in full for you today. So I say this to everyone in this place. If you have, I'll say it again. I'll say that. I'll say it again. If God burns something in you in the middle of worship, maybe it needs to be released. If God's burning something or even a word, you know, I pick people to open and, you know, transition, and I'm trying to get out you know, spread it. Come on. Inside of you, there's something, and God wants to speak something to the body. And sometimes we're holding on to things, and God wants to ex exhort the body. And so I don't want church to be boring. Like, I want to see a mix of, of the gifts. And this is just to encourage us here. Because part of the calling, yeah, may be here. But most of it's out there. And so in that, there's, you know, you come into this deep place. God begins to show you who you are. God begins to unfold what you're to do. And then what happens? What happens? You begin to step into it. And when you begin to step into it, what happens? Great power is released. Right? Ephesians 119. 
says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? Let me just say this. Forget about believe. Those who know. Because once you're a son and you know your position and you know what you've been created to do and, what, and a daughter, don't let me forget that. I just say son. But, what, but when you know that, all of a sudden the Lord begins to open up to you. Wow, when I have such confidence that God's going to do this right now. And it doesn't matter about unbelief in the room, doesn't matter about unbelief on the street corner, doesn't matter about what's happening. Listen, God is wanting to do things and touch people beyond your wildest dreams. And so the exceeding greatness, we, we need to unlock the ability inside to receive, I'll just start with receive, and demonstrate. Why receive? Because God has healing to do in your life. God wants to heal the deaf ear. God wants to heal the internal brokenness. God wants to take care of any, any sickness and disease inside of your body. He wants to take care of any place where you're oppressed. But it brings me all the way back here. We'll go to the cross. Intimacy. The blood of Jesus. The substitutionary work. Because Jesus already did it, and he's already signed off on it in his blood that you'd be set free and that you'd walk in who you are and know who you are and not question who you are. I'm telling you tonight, the Holy Spirit is calling this place to rise up in that place so that we walk in the fullness of it. And so some, some of us, some, I won't say some of us, I'll say sometimes people push back on what God's trying to do. Because they don't want to get deep. See, here's the thing about community. One thing. Let me just talk about community for a second. When you're in community, there should be lifelines. We talked about this. There should be lifelines to one another. You shouldn't be by yourself alone. And it shouldn't be just one person. I'm sorry. Like community is community. And so as deep as we want to go, it's dependent upon how far you want to go. And so sometimes I, I just, you know, you notice certain people withdraw and some people push in. And some people withdraw and some people push in. And, it, and listen, all you can do, all we can do as pastors is just pray. Like God, we just want we want a, a fiery community that's not afraid to be open and, 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 and vulnerable and and allow our hearts to bear to one another and, and be in connection. And I know you're not going to be in connection with one another every day or anything like that. But I do encourage. Can I encourage? I plead with you. I encourage you. I plead with you to connect with one another. That means beyond Lisa and myself or any of the, any of the people that you see up here all the time, that's okay too. But I just, you got to touch one another. You have to be able to touch one another. That's why... You know, other groups and different things are good. And we want community, but we want, it, we want it locked in. We want it tight. We want it. And that doesn't mean you get weird. I hate weird. <laughs> Just say that. Don't get weird. Oh. So he unlocks an ability to receive in a new and living way. And I love the, I love the concept of, of, of sozo because salvation, 
healing and deliverance are all in one. And that's the power of God being released from the gospel. And the gospel is coming through you to the next person that you begin to speak to as sozo. You give them an opportunity to get saved, healed, and delivered. And I'm all for praying for all the sick people, but they gotta, you got to lead them to Jesus. You understand? And so I'm, I'm, I'm prepping you guys because the boat's going to take a swift turn. <laughs> what does that mean? That means there's going to be a lot more opportunities to just go out. And I, 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 was, dis, I was despising calling it events, but events that are going to be productive and, and attract. And we're going to see, I believe we're going to see hundreds of people come, you know, come to Jesus. So, and whether they, they land here or not, that's not my responsibility. It's just to throw the net. It was funny. We took a picture. <laughs> it was, I went like this in front of the, the sign. It said, no netting. No net throwing, whatever it was. In no casting nets. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you want to cast the net. Every one of us in this place wants to cast nets. And so God has to just prepare you to know who you are so you're confident and to step into that place. And the harvest is not yours. It's the Lord Jesus's. The harvest is not this church's. It's Jesus's. Well, the church should be Jesus's, right? The harvest is for him. And that's where we want to focus, right? And so it's interesting because I, I had an intercessor just message me tonight, but I was, or this afternoon, and actually brought me to tears on some things that I'm not going to tell you. But that the reality was, I was thinking about, I, it was probably, oof, might have been 14 years ago that I saw this massive harvesting machine. And I was just thinking, and I was saying, Lord, I saw that so long ago. What's happening? Like, I know it's under the harvest. I know it's under the, and he said, and, and it's like I said at the prophetic meeting, and, and Charlie Shamp said the word too, same thing. You're not, profit, you're, not a, you're not profitable to me unless you're entering the harvest. And so I saw this. I saw the green harvesting machine. It had many names on it, but it was going. It was massive. It was massive. And the Lord said, you can drive it. I'm like, I have no idea how to drive that thing. Are you kidding me? I'm lucky if I can drive my truck. No, I'm a good driver. Ask my wife. <laughs> I say that to say I, I received a word from a, a dear, dear friend, known her for years, and she just said, I had you on my mind for a week, and the Lord showed me this, and part of it was I went through this smaller door. There was all kinds of doors opening. It's powerful. All kinds of doors opening. There was no effort just getting through the doors, but just continue to go through the doors, 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 doors. And then the last door was a thin, tight door. If I opened the door and push through it, kind of push through it. <laughs> and it was a massive field. And I thought that it brought back the memory of that vision that I had years ago. And it was all with grain. And, and, it, and, he said that, and she said to me that the king was waiting for you there. That made me cry. 
And I just personally, I was like, God, what is happening? And we're in a place right now where God is saying to every one of us, what are you going to do? How's it going to look? Are you ready to step through? It might be a tight place. It might be a little uncomfortable trying to get through the door. You might have to bend down a little and squeak under. But I'm not talking about winning one soul or two souls or three. I, I see a massive harvest. I just see massive things happening. And so we just want to position ourselves for that. And the Lord is opening doors with friends that we didn't know, but we know them by the Spirit. And they, they're just other weird people that were far, further away from us that we didn't know about. That they're just like us. Right? And so God's opening and combining. And this is, why, this is part of the reason why we're, we're partnering with Greg and Ballet Magnificant. And Magnificante, it looked like to me. But, okay, whatever it is. But all these other ministries, right, we can't do things on our own. And if you're always in the same circle, how does things open up? And how do you, you know, you want to serve one another. Amen? And so if we serve one another, watch what happens. That's why I said our relationships can only, can't be just skin deep. Our relationships need to be deep and deeper and deeper because the Lord is on it. If the Lord is on it, then watch what happens. Because as we serve one another and we're vulnerable to one another and everyone can see our stuff. Look at your neighbor say, don't look at my stuff. <laughs> but the Lord is there. And he wants to bring us into the fullness of that. So he wants to unlock... He wants to unlock our intimacy life. He wants to unlock our destiny and calling. Amen. He wants to unlock the power of God for us. And then he wants to unlock the fullness of his authority. And I'm just going to read this last, this last portion. It said, he said in verse 21, Ephesians chapter 1, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. He has put all, everyone say all. all. It means all, I promise you. All things under his feet and gave him, him, him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is powerful because the Lord is wanting us to step in and under his authority. The crazy thing is, read that in Revelation. Remember the Laodicean church, right? He lists all these things. Listen, you are just messed up. You're naked, blind, and poor. You think you're different, but I'm telling you, I have a different opinion. That's the Lord. It's in red. He said it, not me. But then he says this. Here, ready? I'm just going to read you the good news. The good news is in 20, 320, says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door... I will come to him, and I will dine with him, and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I have also overcome, and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. Do, do you have an ear? Do you hear what the Spirit's saying to the church? The, it goes back again. Ready? We have an open, open door, an open opportunity to come into what? To dine with him to sup with him, to be in that place with him. We took communion tonight, and God wants us to live in that place of deep, deep communion, knowing what he did. But it's, it's to knock 
open, dine, and seat at the table. You're seated at the table. And that's the same thing as being seated with him on his throne. Oh, come on. That's a really good, that's a good point, Miles. I'm telling you, the Lord has given us all things as subjected to him and his kingdom because we've been what? We, he knocked on the door. We opened it up. We sat and dined. And then we sat and dined. And then we sat and dined. And then we sat at the throne with him. And then we come back and he knocks at the door again. And he wants us to open it. And he's giving everyone an opportunity to open the door. And listen, intimacy, identity, power, and authority will come to all those who respond. I'm telling you, there's an there's a increase of what God wants to do. It's not step by step I do this. But listen, there's no other way other than the way of intimacy. And then you can't just stay in intimacy and leave it at that. You cannot. I urge you, don't just stay there. God's saying, come up higher. Come up to a higher way of thinking. Come up to my level of thinking where I think above and beyond what your wildest dreams have ever thought. And I will release those things. So he gives us that back. Ready, Matthew chapter 9 says this. And I just cannot. Matthew 9, 35 and 38. Then Jesus went out about all the cities, we know this, teaching in their synagogues, preaching though at the gospel of the kingdom. It wasn't the gospel of salvation. It wasn't any other gospel. It was the gospel of the kingdom. And in that, he healed every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was what moved with compassion. And so here he comes. He comes out down from the mountain, and he begins to open up, and he begins to just release healing and release uh, the kingdom into this city. And then he says, it says that he was Move with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered sheep like sheep with having them have no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. So we're going to pray right now for harvest. We're going to pray for harvest in your life. But we're going to pray that we enter in to the inheritance of the Lord Jesus. Oh, my goodness. If you want to enter into anything tonight, you want to enter in to what the Lord Jesus' inheritance is. And it's in you and it's in me. It's his inheritance. Because why? Open. You begin to open the door. You begin to open the door and you step in and you dine with him. And when you dine with him, you sit with him. And from that seat of authority, you don't go trying to tear down principalities and powers. No, you move from a place of intimacy. You move from that place where you've been sitting at the table with the Lord. And listen, the Lord is not going to leave you with no, nothing. He tells you secrets at the table. And then when you're at the throne, he gives you higher level understanding of what's about to happen. And so right now, the Lord of the harvest is looking. His eyes look to and fro through this place tonight. Because what? Because he gives us a word. When we receive a word, then I'm responsible for it. So we step in. God, when you knock, I'm opening. And when you invite me in, I'm coming in. 
and when I get to sit with you, I'm going to listen to what you say. I'm going to listen to the words you say because that's going to dominate everything. It's over every principality, every power, every might, everything that goes on. I don't care what witchcraft is released. God trumps that thing. And so he's calling you. You're his dynamic church. You're his dynamic son and daughter. And he calls you to the table. And he calls you to sit at the throne. And he calls you to know who you are. And he calls you to live in this place of identity, not even questioning it. It's knowing. It's not those who believe. It's those who know. I know what the scripture says. But it's, I'm telling you, it's the Lord bringing such a confidence on the inside of you that you begin to dominate the atmosphere. There's people I watch sometimes with guitars, man. <laughs> this guy, he'll just go into, I saw it on Alicia too when we first met. Just go out into the street and just take over the atmosphere. Doesn't have to sing a word, just play. It's because you're carrying something. And all we're going to say to the Lord tonight is, God, I want to carry that. Lord, I want to carry that. I want to receive that. And then, Lord, just burn me. I just want to be a burn trail into the harvest. And God's wanting to ignite you and push you and blow you into your destiny. Come on, stand.